The Mojo Radio Show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a special series of shows for The Mojo Radio Show. This series is called The In Between Episodes because it's in between Christmas and New Year. And it's been a big year for the show. We have had some fantastic guests. We've had some good laughs. We've had a good time. If you are joining us for the first time, the Mojo Radio Show, it's just Robbo and I try and find people that we find are interesting, have got an opinion, have got their mojo working in some aspect of their life. We chat to them. We draw out their secrets, their tips, their tools, stuff that we can apply to our own worlds in and out of work. It's a weekly show. If you haven't hit the subscription button yet, do so, and we'll deliver this show to you every Monday morning, bright and oily, and you won't miss a show of the Mojo Radio Show. Sitting behind the desk of the in between episodes, the Mojo Radio Show, <laughs> Robbo. How's it How going, mate? Good. It's kind of weird, isn't it? I'm here, but I'm not here. I I'm know. here, but I'm actually on holidays. Mm. Yeah, Bizarre. I know. I know. It anyway. is. There you yeah. go. The joys, of, uh, the joys of modern technology, that's what makes it nice, doesn't it? Where are you? Uh, I'm, I'm lying on the beach in Fiji. <laughs> How's the weather? <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, just pass over, that, uh, pass over the Dyson there for a second. Mm, here you go. So a little bit of housekeeping, folks. If mm. you'd like to send us a Christmas present, we would love it. In fact, we pray that you would do it we humbly invite you to go to iTunes, click on ratings and reviews for the Mojo Radio Show. Leave us just one line or we just throw us a bone. Anything, the good, the bad and the ugly, if you're liking the show, just leave something there for us. Leave a little message. Um, it gets our mojo working. The in-between episodes uh, is a look back at the last year of the Mojo Radio Show and what Robbo and I have done is we've picked out a bit that we loved a lot to the point where we've actually put it into our day-to-day routines and it's had an impact on our lives in and out of the studio. So we've picked out a piece each. They're not long shows, but we think they're important shows. If you want the full show notes, we will give you the episode number. You can go to themojoradioshow.com, click on shows, you'll see the show number, click on that and all the full show notes will be there because we're not doing show notes for the in-between episodes, are we, mate? No, we're not because we're too busy lying on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> it is Christmas. Mr. It is Robert Christmas, Sun. that's right. But Christmas. we, but ever thinking of our listeners, as you said, I think this is stuff that, um, that you and I have found useful and, and we hope... Uh, even though for some of the people listening to this, it will be the second time around, we hope we can reinforce what we think was an important message from that interview, right? Correct. So let's um, let's not waste any time. Mm. Let's roll the first one. So Robbo's going to do one, then yeah. I'm going to do one. We won't do this preamble for all of the in-between episodes, folks. So it's just setting mm-hmm. up what we're going to do for the five days between Christmas and New Year. Yeah. Robbo, what was your big takeout, your first big takeout for the year? Well, I think for me personally, I think I've got to go back to Rabs, Ray Rabbits Warren. There's uh, some gold in them, their heels. So for the folks who are our international listeners or if you – are not familiar with the world of sport in Australia. Mm. Ray Rabbits, as they call him, Warren, is probably the most recognised sports caller in Australia for mm. calling rugby league, the great state of origin series, the test series between different countries. 
He's also been a very famous caller of the swimming for Australia at the Olympics and the Commonwealth Games. So mm. he truly is a great recognisable voice, isn't he? He is indeed. And, um, and well, the voice of rugby league is what they call him, let's be honest. Mm, mm. Um, but also, you know, I think more importantly for this story is that for people to realise that Rab's actually started his career calling the horses. And, um, and, and that's what I come back to from this grab that we're about to listen to is, you know, having a dream and then following that dream, not just, you know, from, from, from adulthood, but from very early on. Yeah, it's all very well to dream. Um, in fact, it's healthy to dream mm. of what might uh, be something nice in your mind. And uh, I just uh, had been listening on radio um, a valve radio, which is a big thing like a refrigerator. We had no transistor radio. So we would listen to the racers, and I fell in love with a commentator called Ken Howard, and I aspired uh, in my dream to one day become him. Mm. But it's no use just uh, sitting back and waiting for a prospective employer to come to you. You've got to you've got to go out there and knock on doors. But prior to all of that, I mean, when I was nine, eight, nine, I was rolling marbles down a slope and calling them as horses. Uh, <laughs> I'd go down to the local sports oval and try and broadcast into my tape recorder um, or just to myself, uh, the cricket or the football. Um, I'd sit up in trees and do that. Um, and that's how I put my tape together, but... That mm. was, as I said, it was a very amateurish thing that I presented, but it, it got me off the tarmac, but that came after only um, walking the streets of Sydney, knocking on doors, and then going through with my police career for six years before the knocking on the doors uh, gave mm. me a harvest mm. and got me started, you know. So what's, what's the angle, do you reckon? Is it following your dreams? Well, I think so. I mean, Ray said during the interview, you know, from a very early age when he was a kid, he mm. always dreamed of being a caller. And mm. I think my take out is, yes, it's, it's all well and good to have a dream. Mm. And I think from that grab, you get a very clear indication of how hard he worked mm. to get to where he is today. And he would be probably the most respected sports caller in our little country. My takeout of listening to Rabs uh, and having watched him on television and the radio for many, many years is the question for everybody going into the new year is how bad do you want it? He yeah. had a dream and he's prepared to take the first step, the second step, the third step, but he wanted it really badly. He would not be, he would not be held back. And if you want those dreams you've articulated in your journal, the things you've got in your mind, the real question is how bad do you want it? Yeah, yeah. I just love the picture of, you know, young Rab standing at the top of the hill rolling his marbles down the hill. That just gets me every time. And he mentioned uh, further on in the interview too about Johnny Tap. Johnny Tap used to race um, paddle pop sticks down the sewer. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Tap, another oh. famous Australian race caller. One of the greats of all time in Kingston Town. That's right. There you go. Uh, Johnny Tap. Geez, I lost the money when he was calling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Let's, let's not look at the, the grim side of my background. Um, of course not. Now, Rags was episode 31, folks. So if you're interested in hearing the whole thing with Rabs, uh, and, it, and i, I got to say one thing, if you are into sport, a kid with a dream, a country boy who's done good, his book is very good. It's called The Voice. However... 
Rabs did say to us during the interview that our interview with him delved way deeper into him as the man, his career and his dreams than the book did. So if you liked that bit of Rabs, episode 31, you'll hear the whole thing. Uh, should I drill into uh, mine for this one, mate? I think you definitely should. So I'm going to go to episode 21, which was way in the early part of wow. 2015. Mm. We talked to a guy called Didier Elzinger. Do you remember Didier? I, of course I do. Mr. Academy Award winner. Didier won the Academy Award for technical excellence. So he won the, uh, the Oscar mm-hmm. for uh, his work he was doing at a company that he was running called Rising Sun Pictures. I asked Didier who I think is really a new generation of entrepreneur in Australia. And his client list is the best of the best in Silicon Valley. And we won't go back through it again, but he is doing amazing global work with this startup called Culture Amp. Mm. I asked him how he managed his priorities and how he managed his productivity. The way that I work now, just for, because I always like listening to other people, so I'll do it on that basis, not that I, I think mine's anything special. And it's, it's a cobbled together collection of things that I've learned from lots of other people. Uh, what I like to do is sit down and write a piece of paper either the night before or the morning of, and I write a series of sections. So the first section I write is priorities, and it's what are the three things that I should be focused on? Mm. Uh, so, you know, um, it might be, you know, close this big account or do a close a fundraise or, or whatever it is. Uh, one that the second one on my list at the moment right now is, uh, is, is articulate the strategy. And that's just the thing that I'm working through with everybody, making sure that we have one that we're all in a grant. Um, and then, something else. And these things are outcomes. They're not tasks, they're outcomes. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. big level things that I'll be thinking about for a period of time. And I've just found that there's something really powerful and profound about writing that list every morning. And it hasn't changed for two weeks. But mm. it tells me, these are the things, if I'm not doing anything else, this is what I have to be focusing on. And even if I am doing other things, this is what I have to be focusing on. And yeah. some days I don't get past the first item on my page. Mm, All mm. I do is focus on that thing, but I'm okay with that because I've already defined it. So yeah. priorities first. Second, I write people and I just write down a list of the people that I want to make sure I contact or talk to today. And so once again, it's not a task list. It's not call John. It's just, okay, I need to check this thing with John. I'm going to say, John, I want to touch this. Doug, I want to check on that. And I find that, I don't know why, but I find it useful to make that not a task list, but just uh, somewhere in the day, I have to have a communication with this person. Mm. Um, so I have a list of people and whatever it is that communications, I'm, whatever it is I'm trying to talk to them about. Um, then I have what I call do, which is anything that has to be done that day. And it's also where I store the things that pop up during the day. And I try and keep that short. I mean, I actually have a list of things to do, which is elsewhere. This is just my jog for the, hopefully two or three things that I need to do. Um, and then I have a list called meetings and that's my meetings of the day. And so I write all that out, even though I have all my meetings in my Google calendar, I still write it all out and I find yeah. it just useful to look at it and go, they're the sort of four things. So today I should be either thinking about or working on one of my priorities, talking to one of these people, doing one of these tasks or in one of these meetings. That's and then I try and use that to keep myself going. <laughs> I took what Didier said during that show, and I build that every night or worst case, first thing in the morning. Mm. 
and I break down into four different categories and I do exactly what he's done. I don't use the same things. He talked about his priorities, people, tasks, and meetings. I change mine slightly if I have different headings. Mm. But I do follow that on a daily basis and it has made a much, and it has made a profound impact on how much you get done and staying focused on what's important. Mm. The thing I'd say, Robbo, is I've taken Didier's process and then I applied what Gary Keller talked about in The One Thing, which was an excellent book. My book of the year, I think, is The One Thing by Gary Keller. Yeah. And Gary Keller said to look at every aspect of your life and go, what's the one thing mm. that by doing it will make everything else easier or unnecessary? Yeah. So when I focus down to different aspects of my world, as Didier had the four biggest things of priority stuff, I then go, well... If I was going to do one thing today that would make everything else easier or unnecessary mm. and I list those things down, it just keeps you on track and you're always moving towards the stuff that's most important. So um, I'm a big fan of Didier, episode 21. It is a cracking show. I must go back and listen to that one. It's one I haven't been back for a listen to, to be honest. So I might do that while I'm lying on the beach. Well, I did that. I think I mentioned to you in the studio, I had to do a speech recently. Somebody asked me to talk on strategy. Now, that's not mm. my normal go-to, but the guys convinced me to say, look, give us your spin on strategy, where you think it's missing. So I did a speech called Mind the Gap, which was all the gaps that are missing in my mind of looking at and working with people building strategies. I went back and listened to Didier's show and... I am so glad I did. And I will listen to it again because there's so much gold in them, their culture apps. Mm. Mate, I reckon mm. to, to close the show, we mm. should do a lesson of rock. And for if you are new to the show and haven't caught on yet, Robbo and I used to work in a rock and roll radio station back in the day. And we just met and heard so many great stories that, come out of the music industry that we can take and apply to our world in and out of work. And we've created a segment called The Lesson of Rock. The production is fantastic. Robbo's done a great job. It's a shame not to rewind, I reckon, and play some of those lessons of rock, mate. What do you got for us? We're going to go back to the one and the only Chrissy God Amplett. of Rock, thank you for this chance to kick ass. Now let's get out there and melt some faces! The Mojo Radio Shows. Lessons in Rock. Have a listen to this, um, talking about her early influences. We're, we're talking great voices of all time. Aretha Franklin. When I was about 12, I used to stand in front of the mirror and I'd put this song on and I'd have a big feather boa and I used to... You twirl too. The, twirl you too. The, twirl the, did you do that yeah, too? Yeah, well... Twirl the feather <laughs> and I used to do the thing with the feather and and be this black woman and pretend I was a black woman with a big feather boa mm. and... Um, um, to this song. Yeah. I love this record. Uh, now, my lesson from that is there's a couple of things I would say, Robbo. The first thing is that quite often, I met a, I met a guy in Morwell the other day, lovely, lovely young guy, and he talked about not knowing what his passion was. Mm. And he didn't know what was going to come next. He didn't know what his thing was, but he knew there was something there. But and I said, mate, just chill, just relax, it'll come. Mm. But one thing you can think about is go back to when you were a kid, standing in front of the mirror with the hair brush in your hand. Yep. Or you had a guitar in your hand, or you played with model aeroplanes, or you would play with pets, or you couldn't stop playing tennis. Or Think about the things where you lost track of time, money wasn't important, food wasn't important, sleep wasn't important. Yeah. 
you were so immersed in it. And then think about those things, because quite often that was the thing that intrinsically is a passion of yours. You've just put it to bed. Mm. Mm. You've forgotten about it. Mm. It's a shame. And there's a learning out of that I love with hearing Chrissy talk about it. And she was just a brilliant artist. Mm. But the other thing is there's an old saying that you act the way you want to become right. until you become the way you act. Yeah. And there is something nice about being in the mirror and rehearsing. It's a, it's a pity more CEOs don't rehearse. It's a pity more leaders don't rehearse. It's a pity much we don't rehearse our customer service to think about what's it going to look like, what's it going to feel like, what am I going to say and do to when I turn up in that moment, my moment, you bring 100%, you bring yourself. So mm -hmm. um, it's like, that's... Uh, well, interestingly, talking about becoming the way you act, this is a bit more from the same interview... Um, mm -hmm. Chrissy talking about meeting up uh, with a, a fan of hers in the streets of Melbourne. Just have a quick listen to this. There's one story where this fan comes along and, I mean, this is pretty hard, and he's eating an ice cream and I um, and he comes up and he says, Oh, Chrissy, I love you. And I get the ice cream and I just shove it in his face and he's just standing there dripping an ice cream and he goes, I still love you. <laughs> That was up the I feel terrible. Was up the but cross, I had to put it, it in, yeah, and I was walking along with Libby Blaine. I had to put it in, though. But I mean, what a, you know, monster. So what she's basically saying is that because her on-night stage persona was this in-your-face rock chick... <laughs> That she and I always get a mental image of this guy wearing an ice cream in his face. <laughs> she could get away with it, you know. It wasn't wasn't our piss off bitch or you know whatever it was. You know, I still love you. But you know, the learning out of it, Robbo, <laughs> is that Chrissy and the Divinals had an absolute persona, right? Mm. We all we can visualise any photo of Chrissy. I mean, it's even on your in our very first first or second show, you had the T-shirt. Yes. Yep. Uh, these, well, actually, it was more like a boob tube. But the, um, <laughs> a gut bra. <laughs> so you had that and it had Chrissy in that pose, you know, yep. in, the, in the school uniform and stuff. They had a persona. They had a vibe. And that's what I was talking to the guys, the Small Business Festival in Gippsland about is creating a vibe. And part mm. of the vibe is what's the personality for your company? Yeah. If you are a sole trader, what's your personality mm. that people will intrinsically get to know that it becomes your thing, right? Yeah. And when you step outside that, if you have got a strong enough persona, people will forgive you and go, ah, it's an anomaly. Yeah. But when you stand, if you don't stand for anything, you stand for nothing. Mm. And mm. even, you know, on the tour, I mentioned Apple a couple of times, or people in the audience mentioned Apples. And there were people in the audience that may have had a, a bad experience at the time, but they were absolutely anomaly in the room. Yeah. The majority of people went, well, you know, stuff happens. Yeah. Only because they built such a great persona consistently. So we can take a lesson from that for the same thing as your studio. If you've got a reputation and a persona and a personality, a vibe for the studio. Mm. If something happens, people go, well, it's just an anomaly. That, you know, stuff happens. Yep. yep. But when you have none, the expectation be, well, I may not use that guy again. The Mojo Radio Show is produced and recorded in the studios of Voodoo Sound. For more tips and tools to get your mojo working, check us out on Facebook at The Mojo Radio Show or online at themojoradioshow.com. For more about Gary, see GaryBurtWhistle.com or to polish your next audio or video production, check out VoodooSound.com.au and for the right voice, RealtimeCasting.com. Andrew Peter speaking. See you next time.